Hey, Wes. Hello, Brian. <laughs> Was that convincing? Did I sound like him? I, I, I think I think if you stuck with it, yeah. I think you would have fooled a bunch of people in the chat. You know, I've been in one... Um, you know, I used to take acting uh, when I was in high school and in college, and I've only ever been in one play ever that I actually uh, uh, auditioned for and was in, and it required me to speak with a British accent like the whole time, um, and I was on stage the whole time, consequently. What was the play? A Christmas Carol. I played Jacob Marley. <laughs> Please tell me that there's footage of this somewhere. Somebody must have an old VHS God, camera. I wish there were. I, God, I wish there is. I'm, I'm sure there is somewhere. I don't have it. Like, but I know, I know there were cameras there, so it'll probably pop up one day and uh, ruin my life. But if anybody went to maybe. grade school with Wes, please. High school. High school. High sorry. School. Even better. Uh, please submit your yeah. footage to withoutparole at gmail.com. I want to be the first one to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will decide what happens with that footage. You ready to start the show? Sure. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I, I just, I just had, I have no idea what to call these days when the wrong people are on the wrong shows. 6 p.m. Eastern, we do it live for you viewing pleasure right here on YouTube. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, I think I already said that. And if you like listening to this thing, podcast services of your choice. Yes, Spotify. Yes, Apple something. Yes, whatever you're thinking. It's there. It's there somewhere. My name is Brian Follett from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pearl. And this gentleman over here to my left, you're right. It's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers, Jacob Marley himself. <laughs> and there, Brian. And there, that was a little more, that was more Australian, wasn't it? G'day, everyone. Um, hi, Brian. How's it going? I feel weird, man. It's been a long, it's been a long time since I've even been in front of this camera. And um, it doesn't seem like it's been long enough. I'm just kidding. We, I, I can give you a couple of weeks off if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all good, man. Well, there's, I mean, if we take another week off and it's a week like this week, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to this just week. be out of touch completely. Yeah. Well, he's now a game cat, specifically White Tiger, with the level one membership, says the store scene in No Country for Old Men looks like Wes. I like that scene. I don't know. I don't see the resemblance, but I like the scene. It's uh, an interesting scene. There's lots of tension, right? You know the scene we're talking about, Brian? So for a while, I thought I had seen No Country for Old Men, but then I realized the movie I was thinking of was called There Will Be Blood, because I think they came out kind of around the same time. <laughs> they did. They did, actually. <laughs> and so I don't think I've seen No Country for Old Men. I have no idea what the story scene is. My apologies. All right. So no country for old men with that. The scene he's talking about this killer walks into this old, like, I don't know if it was like a service station or a hardware store or something. And then he basically just the, the lead character super weird. And he starts talking in riddles and the guy doesn't know, but his, his life hangs in the balance about whether or not the guy's going to shoot him in the face. It's pretty cool. But I like, I like, uh, there will be blood as well. They took my boy or I killed my boy. 
man, you're gonna be so disappointed in me. I I I saw there will be blood in the theater, and I was so bored, <laughs> so bored. I mean, listen. I drink your milkshake, Brian. I drink it up. No idea what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm butchering quotes from from fifteen year old movies. Excellent. I, I I just googled store scene from No Country for Old Men. So let's let's see if this uh, if this is what we're looking for here. Good move, friendo. We are getting copyright claimed. No question about it here. Oh, that's it's happening. We're just we're just gonna watch this movie for a little bit and and wait till I see someone that looks like Wes. Not not talking about the the guy behind the counter, the like fucking 60, 70 year old guy. What what guy are we talking about? Maybe I look old, bro. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> either way, I've had enough of this. It's I'm I'm already bored. Even my even my hunt for yeah. somebody that looks like Wes has bored me. Yeah, let's do the show and go watch Kill Bill. Let's that do one's it. better anyway. All right. Um, <clears throat> we, got, we got some tips in the chat. We got slapping that ass. That's right. That's what I said. $2 tip said, Quest 3 pre-ordered. Wait, maybe this is the wrong channel. Nice. Maybe it is today. Who knows? A year from now. Might be the right channel. I told you, Probably man. Not, I, I will but... only switch if Nintendo, uh, if Nintendo delivers a VR headset. And if they did, do that, did you awesome. Did you pre-order? Did you pre-order yet? Or are you going to just wait? No. No. No? I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And, and, and here's why, Wes. No shade being thrown at Quest 3 or Meta right now. But that Meta Connect, which I know was not supposed to be about games, bored the crap out of me. And I said, you know what? I can wait. <laughs> yeah, the Connect the Connect sucked. It did. Yeah. Uh, I am excited for the the hardware, though. I'm I'm actually oddly excited for mixed reality, and it only I don't know why it just dawned on me over the last week, but th this th this co-location shit looks cool. Like being able to physically stand around a table with people and play stuff like Demio, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a game changer um, for multiple reasons. One, people stay connected while they're playing in in the headset. Two, people aren't going to get sick, dude. You're going to be able to put people in this thing. Put it in this like half VR mode and people are going to be able to play it and not get sick. This is how people get their legs. And that's what I'm excited about. I already have my legs. I'm good. We're going to move on. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mixed realities is one of the most boring things I could possibly uh, ever be shown in the VR space. I just I just have zero interest in it whatsoever. And, and, and I get that there's an audience for it. And I'm very happy for those people that they're getting something that has like this really great pass through with... You know, game, games that they can play uh, in mixed reality. Uh, and, and that's cool. Very happy for them. The Stranger Things thing was very cool with the portal opening yeah. on the wall. And I was like, that would be cool one time. And then every time I see something like that after, I would just be like, yeah, okay, well, we've seen this shit. It's a gimmick. I got it. Yeah. I hear, um, I hear Drop Dead the Cabin uh, is going to have a, a built-in mode for it as well. So like, I don't know if you've ever played that, but it's a, like, it's a zombie shooter that puts you in a cabin and zombies start coming in through the doors and windows and stuff and basically the the mr mode is going to do that in your house or your apartment uh so zombies will be coming through the windows and doors and you can hide behind your couch for cover stuff like that i have cool. no place to walk around in my apartment <laughs> I have one place to stand to play VR, and I've, and I've got a nice little play area there, and every place else is just occupied. 
Occupado. Uh, Trash Kid Gamecat 125 VFR with the two two uh, uh, pounds quid. Yep. Says, Brian, do you have the After the Fall Platinum? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, this, you are asking the wrong guy. Westy, you have the After the Fall Platinum? No, but I will say this. Uh, it is my preferred uh, PSVR 2 is my preferred platform to play that game on now. I don't play it a lot anymore. Um, you know, once every few weeks, maybe once a month. Uh, but when I get in, I do get in on my PSVR too, because even if, even though there is just the slightest little step down graphically for, from PC, the, the, the trap, the, 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 the haptics, oh, we're going to call them traptics, the haptics and the triggers, uh, more than make up, uh, it's more than a sufficient trade-off in my opinion. Um, so I, I do, I, I choose to play on PSVR too, even though I have to start over again with, with unlocking all the guns and which is kind of the point of the game anyway. So I don't really mind. Well, so we've got a lot like of, they, uh, they, yeah, they, they broke the PC version, man. They basically, when they introduced that, that, uh, game mode that allowed you to augment your weapons with traits, mm -hmm. Um, for, for like two months, you could build a shotgun that was just so OP that it one shot at everybody and never ran out of ammo. So like I used that and completely unlocked every weapon and every attachment and it completely ruined the game on PC for me. Wow. So yeah. Cheaters never win Wes. It was a cheater. I, I fairly, I fairly acquired it. It was in the game. Everyone was using it. Everyone was doing it, Brian. Wes, yesterday was kind of a surprise. Uh, over on the PlayStation blog and on the PlayStation YouTube channel, it was sort of nonstop action for about just over an hour, I believe, uh, kind of uh, talking about PlayStation VR 2 games, release dates, uh, announcements, etc. Uh, were you on top of this? Like, were, were you playing catch up after the fact or were you sitting uh, at your computer like I was and refreshing every 15 minutes? No, somebody tagged me right at the very end of it, which nobody knew that, that was the end of it at the time. Right. Like they were like, what's coming next? But somebody tagged me and it was something to the effect of, uh, you know, you know, West just carries West day with them to Friday or something like that. And I, I just looked and happened to find out that, oh, my God, who knew today is VR day for Sony. So uh, in a very transparent attempt to follow up on the, the, the wave right. from Meta the, the day prior, Sony basically just unloaded the rest of their third party stuff that they've been promoting. And that's cool because a couple of these games I'm really looking forward to. That is how it feels that... Uh it was games that we had seen before and we had seen before from Sony at Sony events. Uh, I feel like the third party path is so wide and there's so many different games that they could have brought into the fold, like undead Citadel. I mean, I, I there's, I mean, I, I could go to the release calendar right now and name off like 20 that, that Sony themselves have never talked about, but that path is so wide, but yet they stay so narrow. They're like, we've chosen this game and this game and this game, and we announced them, and then we gave you updates on them, and now we're giving you release dates on them in new trailers. And it's just like, well, why not widen that path just a little bit? There's an infinite number of third-party people you could be supporting and third-party games you could be announcing. Uh, and, I, and I think when Sony does that, it sort of dampens uh, 
the 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 haters abilities to say oh there's no games because a lot of times you're, you're seeing these games being revealed by meta and then playstation vr2 is also getting them so then it feels like oh, oh well that's all that's already on quest if playstation is the one to announce it then we go well we've got these and, and then and then yeah. we can point at quest gamers and go but we've already got those it's yeah. that, you're just getting a you're just yeah. getting a playstation vr2 game no big deal yeah, it's it's starting to get a little scary, man. To be to be honest, and again, I don't want to. Starting <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to imply that I don't think the games are, are going to come from Sony eventually, but we we've always kind of had this theory that Sony's holding back because Meta's going to do Connect later in the year, and they're going to hold back their big guns for a, a showcase sometime around or after that, uh, so that they could bring in holiday sales. And they came at us with. A bunch of more of what they've been bringing us you know third-party stuff in the face of meta yesterday showing us footage from two AAA vr games that are coming to quest 3 that look pretty dang good yeah. and then uh, the news that quest 3 is going to have 100 titles supporting it before the end of the freaking year which is three months like it's a little scary brian it's a little scary well it's scary for you not so scary for me it was scary for me because I'm trying to try to cover all these damn games. And exactly. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm not terribly concerned about Quest 3. I'm terribly concerned about October because October seems to be the target for whatever reason for all of these games to be released. And it is that to me is getting scary because it was it was a little bit funny when it was like, oh, it's October. Oh, another game coming out in October. Oh, right. Well, it's a scary game. It must be coming out in October. Then Vertigo 2 was like also October. And then I mean, and, and then it's no longer a joke it's not funny anymore because now it's now it's just mean <laughs> it's just like every game says oh yeah we're coming out in october as well and it's like well there's no time there's no time for gamers to play all these games you're really gonna have to pick and no choose money yeah there's not enough money, money to buy to them all buy all this stuff man like yep. like uh i don't understand i mean i i kind of get what they're going for here obviously they expect vr to be on a little bit of a high coming out of this week and uh, going into the holiday season, but literally putting all the games in a four-week span, who's going to buy all this stuff? It seems like you're going to sell less, at least initially. You know, people will catch up. You know, obviously, they'll finish one game and move on to the next one. But, man, this month, I don't know. We haven't seen a month like this, you know, with maybe the exception of February, you know, with with all of the, the launch titles for PSVR 2. Like th- this is the most packed I've ever seen a month with releases, and it's crazy. Yeah, launch was insane, and then we had a nice little uh, push after that. A couple months later, when we got a bunch of other games. Um, but yeah, this is this is practically outside of launch, unprecedented as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and it's not just oh, we've got a lot of games. We've got a lot of fucking good games coming over the yeah. next thirty days, thirty one days. Um, you know what the weird thing is? Like of all the stuff that's coming out. The in um in October, I'd say Vertigo Two is probably one of my top two or three anticipated stuff coming in October, and I've already played most of that game. Like I've already played most of it, and I'm so excited to see what it's going to look like on PSVR Two and feel like, and all the new content it's getting. Like I'm super, I'm super pumped for that, and everyone should be too. Well, Wes. I just like oh, the silence. It's nice. It's just 
peace and quiet. Isn't it nice just not not have to talk? Just enjoy each other's company. Allows me to center myself, be present. It's nice. These, nice. these 12 seconds were brought to you by perp games <laughs> <laughs> all right man well I, I don't i don't remember the order of uh of how things kicked off yesterday but i do know that the first one we're going to talk about is a game that kind of disappeared for a ridiculous amount of time uh and has now resurfaced and that's among us vr <laughs> like just flabbergasted by what's going on with this game meta must have swooped in at some point for some kind of exclusivity because nothing else makes any sense here this was supposed to come out on psvr1 and then they quietly canceled that and they're like oh psvr2 launch and then they were like oh we didn't mean launch we meant later than launch and then they didn't say anything for seven months and then this trailer comes out yesterday and it says coming soon <laughs> soon everything's coming soon brian everything oh man is it it's i'm going to be really happy to have this this feels like one of those games that's a, you know going to take up a ridiculously low amount of space on my hard drive and it can just sit there for all eternity and anytime all the cats anybody in our community says hey who wants to get in and do a big you know 10 player game of among us it'll be great for a laugh you know play for a half an hour an hour and be like it was there just good to have it is good for a laugh. I will give it that. Well, only because my friends are so hilarious, you know. Try playing this with like Betty and Tiffany, and and mm -hmm. it's 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 fun. It's a good time. Uh, I feel like I played it with Betty and Tiffany, and you were you there? Did, did we? I don't know. I played it a bunch when it launched on Quest. Like that first week or two, I played it a lot, but I haven't been back to it since. But it's very possible you were in one of those because we were rolling people in and out like crazy yeah it's very fun with friends i don't know how much i'd want to play this with random people like i wouldn't want to go just find a random lobby and play online with a bunch of kids or just strangers like i think i think the fun part is is laughing at your friends because like you you feel like you know your friends well enough to call them out in a lie um and uh and just be able to like just scream at your friends be like you're lying and then just be able to lie to your friends like in a game i don't know it, there, there's something here and i actually do appreciate this a little bit more than werewolves within even though werewolves within was deeper this is way easier to get into and i think it's because of that it, 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 there's there's not there's not so much friction and people want to play this i think a little bit more than werewolves more more frequently at least it does make you wonder though if it's going to be quite on the quality level of spaceship imposter vr multiplayer deduction simulator among game <laughs> Dude, I was desperately hoping that game was going to beat this game to the punch because I think we all would have bought it just for a laugh and uh, <laughs> and then got our Among Us VR fix and been like, well, it's too bad. Shell, you snooze, you lose. It's over. But 10 bucks. Hot, Tiffany. They said on the PlayStation blog, all these, uh, if you're interested in further information uh, than, than Wes and I are giving on any of these games, uh, you can head on over to the PlayStation blog and there are articles about almost each and every one of them, which is surprising i'll say uh yeah, it was yesterday for sure was all right man the next one we got i believe was journey to foundation uh this is this one was all about a release date trailer but it did show some more gameplay uh and i really do think that 
that this one has the potential to be maybe a sleeper hit or just better than anybody expects it to be. Uh, I, th I think this one's going to be real, real good. Um, yeah. What was the release been... date? October 26th, right? October 26th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, the, the, it's been a while since we had a game that was heavily narrative driven. Like we don't get, you know, you used to, we used to get stuff like this in the early days, but it seems like in, in this most recent like era for VR where quest two dominated, like we, we don't get a whole lot of games that are super heavily story driven. Like, yeah. you know, saints and sinners comes to mind, but nothing else really does. Um, so I'm excited for that aspect of it. It does seem like it's a well-produced game, although I am slightly afraid um, but that there's no PC support for this. So, you know, it's you have that thing where it is kind of being optimized for standalone VR, and you wonder how much of a hit we're going to have to take because of that. Um, but I'm optimistic. The, the footage looks good. Um, the more I, I read about some of the, uh, the features and the way the game's put together, it seems like something that, in spite of being heavily story driven is going to be replayable. Um, I'm very optimistic about this game and I'm excited about it. Like of all the crap that, that they revealed yesterday. Um, this is the one I chose to write an article on because this is the one that I'm like really super, um, looking forward to. And where can people read that article, Wes? XRupdate.com. You need a better jingle. Where? Where where we yeah I'm working on that uh, where we do have a um, a slightly out of date uh, calendar where we we keep up with all the releases um, I'm just not the best about getting the new dates up immediately in it but like the day after stuff gets announced we we typically update the calendar and it goes through the end of the year so check it out well feel free to use our Discord's calendar whenever necessary for PSVR two games because I try to keep that up to date although. Not terribly good at it. Yeah, probably about as good as I am. Yeah, if, if they are actually allowing us the freedom in Journey to Foundation to play this game how we want, they've, they've talked a lot about uh, using diplomacy or stealth versus going in guns blazing. And if that really is, you know, if, if, there's a, if this, this is one of those games where there's a trophy for never firing your weapon, making it through the whole thing without being detected or, or just going and killing everybody. If, if there's an, if there are options to do that, then I really think this game is going to deliver what I want. And I've never read the books. I have not watched the, the Apple series. Um, so this, this is all new to me. This is a new world. And, uh, but, but from what I've seen, it looks like one that I'm going to be interested in exploring. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I did watch recently watch a, an excellent Apple series, though. The first Apple series I've ever watched called Severance. I highly recommend it. Check it out. Um, I've seen the first five episodes of Severance. How far have you gotten? Have you completed it? Uh, yeah, I completed the season. Yeah. Okay. It's just yeah, one season right good. now? Yeah, they, they were supposed to uh, release a uh, second season uh, next year, but I think the writer's strike kind of delayed it a little bit. So they're kind of in the middle of filming it, but it's going to take a while to finish it. Yeah, well, I will get yeah. caught up because I liked it so far. Uh, it's taken me two attempts, and, and I fall off. I fell off of it both times, but I am interested. I want to see where it goes. It gets weird. I look weird. I do. I do too. Uh, but no, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm curious, Brian. When I get into these games, 
that are heavily narrative driven and have branching paths and you can be a good guy or a bad guy, notably saints and sinners again. Uh, do you ever have like a, like typically I play these games as if I would, as if it's real life. So I, I'm making conscious moral decisions. Yeah. And even when I want to be evil in the game, like it's hard for me to do it. Even though I know these aren't real people and the story's not real, it's hard for me to be evil. Although when I do push myself to be evil, I go like super evil and love every minute of it. It's just hard for me to do that. Do you, do you have the same kind of thing going on where you just, well, I'm, this is my first playthrough. I'm going to kind of play it as I would in real life. If I wasn't reviewing the games, then yes. Like back when I played Fallout 3 just for funsies, uh, I I just I played through and, and and really tried to not be evil and not be a saint. I tried to kind of go through and just do things as I would and natural progression. And uh, and 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 especially the further I got into it, realizing I'm like I'm spending a couple hundred hours in this game. I don't think I'm gonna replay it. Uh, and so I I was happy to kind of you know play both fields a little bit. And uh, but when I when I review something like if this really does give me the option to go in guns blazing and kill everybody in sight or you know, go through peacefully. Uh, I will do my absolute best to play, go through, and see how radically different the two playthroughs are. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where I'm at with the, it. The way it typically works for me is I, I walk the line and do the the good the good guy thing until I get to a certain point where a character just gets on my nerves, and then I just flip and go evil. That's how I ended the 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 original Saints and Sinners. Like I was a good guy all the way up until the end, where where. Uh, you're standing in front of the bell thing. Mm. And then I just flipped and everything went to hell from that <laughs> point forward. And I kind of started to do the same thing in Saints and Sinners 2. There's the, um, the, 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 the thing where you have to go visit Whistles to get the, uh, the grenade launcher. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to help her save her friend. And I, I accidentally killed her friend. <laughs> and I went back to give her the bad news. And she started freaking out. So I just shot her and like blew her up. And I was like, all right, so I'm evil now. But unfortunately, there was a bug in the game that didn't let me finish that that mission at that point. Even though I had already finished it, I'd already gotten the the, the all the stuff I needed. The end game, it didn't finish that mission, and it wouldn't start the next mission. Oh, so literally, I had to go back and replay that whole thing again, and I, I just was a good guy for the rest of the game after that. Yeah. Um, did I... Did I screw up? Uh, I thought C serial killer in the chat was telling me that uh, that found that uh, the Isaac Asimov things were books. I was like, yeah, it's a series of books. What did I say? Did I say something other than that? You were you were talking about the Apple Television series, but uh, it's both. Yeah. So yeah, I, sorry. What I meant to say was I've never read the I've never read the books and I've never seen the uh, never seen the Apple show. Maybe I said I've never seen the movie. I don't know what I've said, but. You shouldn't listen to me anyway, because all I do is blabber on and on about shit that no one cares about. Time to end the show. I think we got some tips to get caught up on here. We've got... They're somewhere around here. Here they are. Ba -ba 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 -bum. Super cool video, bro, with $5 tip. Says Nintendo VR rumored to be standalone from the new Switch. Y'all think uh, this is a better... Think this is better than a peripheral. Would another console headset get coverage here? Do you think if Nintendo was to do a standalone VR headset separate from the Switch 2, 
Is that better than having a peripheral that attaches to the switch stem? Um, most likely. And and the reason why I say that is for a couple of reasons. One form factor. Like if you're going to slide a switch into a VR headset, that thing's going to look like a Pimax. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be comfortable. Uh, secondly, I don't, I don't see switch to having a, a good enough screen to really provide a great VR experience. I'm sure it'll be better than the switch screen. Um, but I mean, it would have to have like a 4K OLED screen on it to make that work. And it's not going to. Most likely it'll have a 1080p uh, LCD on it. And then there'll be a, a, a special one later that has a 4K OLED sometime in 2026. Um, but no, I, I, I wouldn't think so. I think standalone would be the way to go with that. Um, he said, would another console headset get coverage here? Uh, and I think the answer is in the same way that quested, uh, if, if I, if I like something, then I'm going to talk about it. We talk about movies here. We talk about music. We talk about all sorts of shit. Um, and so if, if Nintendo puts out a headset and has Mario Kart, dude, I'm like, I apologize, but I'm going to be talking about Mario Kart VR probably as much as I talked about walkabout mini golf before we got that shit on PSVR too. So, uh, it's, it's going to happen, uh, if it happens. So. Yeah, man, I like to talk about all the stuff I like here. Uh, Mark Pringlesleaf with the Level 1 membership says, I need to win the lottery for the October games. <laughs> yeah, I can totally understand that. It's going to be expensive. Senador, the Game Tiger, with the $2 tip, says, felt my backlog grow with every blog post yesterday. God, son, I'm so intimidated. Yeah, I'm going to try to stay on top of it. Um, obviously I won't be able to review everything, but dude, it's what, what I'm happy about Wes is that there's like four games coming out in November. And so what's going to happen is October is just going to stretch over two months for me. And I'm just going to cover Like, I'm just going to keep reviewing October games all through November. And so I'm basically going to get two months of horror and two months of, uh, of playing awesome games rather than just one. Wally is now game cats. What's that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's not going to work that way for me. It's, it's, it's not going to work that way for me either. I just like to pretend that I have it all figured out. While he's now GameCat specifically, White Tiger says, uh, sorry, with the Canadian $5 tip, says if Resident Evil 4 makes 2023, which we're now assuming it will, based on that last blog post, how great was this year for VR? Resident Evil 8 and 4, Switchback, Foglands, Gran Turismo 7, Four Shooters, Horror Galore, Light Brigade, Foundation, Synapse, Red Matter 1 and 2, and more. Best year for VR ever. That's my answer. Probably. And probably, it's probably going to go down in terms of the overall year as the best year for VR releases ever. Um, and it's also going to go down as the most disappointing ever. Not for me, but for people. Like, I've never seen so many, you know, disgruntled people um in such a bounty in all my life you know what i mean people are <laughs> it's true it's like and i get it i understand there are reasons behind that and people are afraid that there's not going to be first party support and all that but there are games anybody saying that there's not games is just not paying attention or they're being dishonest there's there's games and there's good ones yeah. coming soon dude and, and i i've said it a thousand times i'll say it one more time i would over and over and over again, prefer that Sony throw $5, 10000000 million at developers to bring their AAA games into VR 
than for them to like do do something like Call of the Mountain, which I thought was a great game. But I would I rather have Resident Evil Four remake v- in VR? Would I rather have Village in VR? Yes, one hundred percent. I would rather have Dead Island Two in VR. I would rather have dude. I mean, there's so uh, Cyberpunk. I mean, there are so many amazing AAA games out there that I'm just never gonna fucking play. Not on the flat screen. Yeah. But it, but but if Sony throws ten million dollars at them to bring it into VR, yeah, I'll absolutely do that, and that's what they seem to be doing. That's that's, that's what they did. They've done it twice uh, already with with Capcom for Resident Evil Four and Eight, and then you know, and and then obviously the hybrid model for uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, this is, I really do think this is going to be it's the great. hybrid generation, uh, and and hopefully, hopefully people are buying these games, and hopefully people are playing these games on PSVR two because. I think that's what a lot of gamers want. Uh, let me know in the chat if you don't, like if you're against this, but I, but I feel like that's what we've been asking for for a long time. And I think that's the only way to get VR off the ground. I agree. Well, it's certainly a key component of kind of getting us to that next level and giving people these, you know, grand $60 games that everybody's pining away for. Uh, this is the only way it's, it happens at this early stage in VR's history is to kind of, have it be a mode like Resident Evil 4, like Gran Turismo 7. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to like the original question in terms of VR as a whole, like when we had PSVR's had the year it's had, which is incredible of, on its own. Now Quest 3's coming with its hundred some odd games and many of those big budget games. And then you look at PC with, with the, uh, the Prey Dog mod that's coming, which is basically going to make any Unreal Engine game into a VR game. When have we ever had a year like this? Never, ever, ever. That's that's when. Never, ever, ever. And Sony's going to make sure that next year is just as good because they announced yesterday Heroes of Forever, which looks like fucking really bad, I think. <laughs> like I think it looks yeah. real bad. They should not have included this. I'm sorry. Maybe it's fun as fuck. They should not have included this. Yeah, that looks, it looks, I mean, exactly. It might be fun, but it does, it, this looks like an early quest game. Like it doesn't, it doesn't look like something you want to put in part of your, your showcase for right. sure. Right. It, it, it looks like it's us, utilizing the whole travel through time and fight waves of enemies and different time periods. First you fight dinosaurs, then you're fighting modern, then you fight World War II, then you're fighting what it's like, is that what's happening here? Who the fuck cares? It looks like time, uh, it looks like Crisis Brigade 1, which yeah. was nice but i don't think we want more of that art style and more of these station and it looks like it's stationary as well which i don't think we want it either just out, out, it was like a crisis outdated. brigade sequel yeah yeah uh, crisis brigade was good in its time but as we have noticed and has been abundantly clear this year people's standards are changing yep. and we're done with stuff like this you know yep and we've absolutely seen um you know, we've seen what indie studios can do. We've seen what one person studios can do. We've seen what two or three people's person studios can do. And they can do so much better than this. Uh, we don't need games to look like this or be as simple gameplay wise as this. And we're making a lot of assumptions here, obviously. We're assuming this is what the game will look like when it's done next year. We're assuming that it does play like Crisis Brigade and that you're standing in one spot. However, they haven't really given us any ind- other indication that what we're thinking isn't accurate. And, uh, and I do have a problem with that. Um, again, games can look very simple and be very, very fun. I just don't, Yeah. I just don't think this was the time to reveal this. 
when you're just like trying to showcase, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're coming up to the holidays and we're just gonna, we're just trying to show you game after game after game that are all coming out in the next two months or so. And then they throw this game out there that's not even coming out anytime soon. And it doesn't look very good. I think this was a major misstep yesterday. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like just just in time incorporated. It, mm-hmm. it was a fun game, but uh, I don't I don't need another one. You know, I don't. Um, we're, we're we're past this now. Like it, in in the face of all the stuff that we're getting this month, th- this just looks like looks like a ten dollar, you know, something that that you would pick up maybe one day because you're bored and just want to check it out. But it doesn't belong in the, the VR day lineup, uh, in my opinion. I agree. Agreed. Uh, a little interesting, I guess, is that we also get news about a Tin Hearts VR2 demo. Uh, now, <clears throat> this game already came out on the flat screen, I believe. And everybody was like, where's the VR mode? What's happening with that? And if I remember correctly, these developers said, uh, you will get the VR update for free if you own the flat screen game. So that's awesome news. Um, but uh, but if you're not too sure if you should be picking this up, November 2nd will bring us a demo uh, of this game for PlayStation VR 2. Now, that's what this entire trailer is about. That's what the entire announcement was about, was that, hey, there's a demo coming. We still don't know when the full game will be available in VR. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I can't imagine that it would be much longer. Like, I can't imagine that it would take much longer uh, unless again I, I, I played this game years ago on steam uh, i only played the first few levels maybe it wasn't finished out at that point maybe it's a much longer game now um but uh, yeah i don't i don't know why it's taken this long to uh, to release honestly these coming soons are disturbing among us coming soon 10 hearts vr coming soon they go okay cool but like not october please like we don't want them coming that soon. Just ten, ten Art seems like a, a December game. It seems like a, a Christmas game to me. Yeah, with all those little toy soldiers marching around, I uh, yeah. absolutely get the Christmas vibes from this for sure. Yep. Um. All right, let's get back to some of these tips here. We've got uh. Wally is now a game cat. Specifically, White Tiger with Canadian two dollar tip says, "One day after Jim Ryan's retirement announcement, PSVR two blowout." I, I know it's a coincidence, but it it does feel good. It's it's funny. It's a funny coincidence, <laughs> isn't it? Because you know this was planned long before that news leaked. And the only reason, by the way, that they put that memo out was because of the data leak. And they probably already knew that if they didn't say it now, that it was going to be leaked anyway. Um, but it's it's cool. It's it's nice to know. You know that we've had the ongoing debate, right, about the Jim Ryan era. Is it a, a masterstroke strategy, drip feeding people until a certain day, and then giving us what we've been waiting for after all the anticipations built up? Is it that, or is it just complete ineptitude on the part of the Jim Ryan regime? The good thing is, is it doesn't matter anymore because it's nearly over. One way or the <laughs> other, it's almost over. Yeah, uh, I will be extremely curious to see if anything actually changes post um, post Jim Ryan era. Uh, the game brings uh, Sean Layden back. I don't That'd know, be cool. man. I don't know. I, I saw I saw a lot of people uh, tweeting at Shuhei though. I think I think Shuhei is the fan favorite. That's never going to happen, but it would be amazing if it did. Yeah, I mean, he stepped down to to just deal with indie studios. I think he's found kind of his passion and uh, where he wants to be in life. So, but if he did it. 
I'd be so on board. It's going to be, it's going to be Herman Holst, and literally every game from now on is going to be a Horizon game. <laughs> the gamer formerly known as Get In LOL My Belly Wilkins. Hey, I finally said it right with a $20 tip. Sends us an emoji that's, I love this description, a hippo character standing idle whilst his new and most powerful body attachment do their thing with the words OP in the background. That is the most descriptive fucking emoji I've ever heard of in my life. Sounds cool. Does sound pretty cool. Uh, super cool video, bro. With the two dollar tip says, "With VR process uh, progressing, <laughs> I can read. With VR progressing, y'all think about uh, simulation theory. I think about simulation theory every single day. In fact, some days I use it in order to convince myself not to get out of bed. I say, well, it doesn't matter. This is this is just a game. It does matter. It does matter. I think about simulation theory all the time as well, and I absolutely believe it. Uh, but." I don't believe it kind of the way that other people believe it. And it would take an hour to kind of explain my thoughts on it. But uh, I think we have time yeah. if it makes you feel better. I'll put it all in one sentence. If there is a creator, then everything is a simulation to the creator. Right? Right? Right. A lot of people don't want to, uh, don't believe in creationism, but are, are, open to the idea of everything being a simulation. If this is a simulation, then something built it, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's obvious. I think that much is obvious. So I absolutely believe it's a simulation. And it may be running on a loop, which is like reincarnation or whatever. And it may not be. But uh, I think it's pretty obvious. That, this, uh, this is far more interesting yeah. than anything else we've talked about today. I say we stick with this for <laughs> yeah. the next hour. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's go for it. All right, we also get a Tiger Blade release date announcement. It's coming November 17th. This, might, this one probably fell off a bunch of people's radars because this was one that uh, was shown, I believe, at a state of play. Is that correct, Wes? Do you remember this properly? I don't remember. Uh, which one are we on now? Tiger uh, Blade. Oh, tar yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw Tiger Blade. Either it was in a state of play or it might have even been in that uh, showcase with like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's and all that stuff. Arizona. Uh, but it wasn't. Was that? Yeah. That? It, it was in one of those. Okay. Uh, yes. They're all so bad that they just run together seamlessly in my head, and they're all big mush <laughs> of unimpressive events. Um, yes. Tiger Blade, uh, November 17th. The, the, the thing, I was very confused the first time I saw this game, but the PlayStation blog eased my confusion uh, after this trailer got released. And uh, what's happening is every time you kill an enemy, the game automatically teleports you to the next enemy. And there are things in the environment that you can swipe uh, that will allow you to do things like uh, grapple from place to place. Uh, but so it seems like they've taken all of the movement out of the player's hands completely. And all you're doing is uh, slashing enemies, which concerns me because I didn't like, was it Ninja Legends, which felt very, very bland it felt like ninja a, legends was yeah it was completely stationary there was no movement in it at all other than there's dudes coming up behind you turn around um i did like ninja legends though in its time i'm not so sure i'd like it so much today but when it came out i liked it um i don't know man i'm I'm taking a wait and see on tiger blade i think it looks cool uh, i like the art style I, I don't mind an arcade slasher that that's fine by me uh but you're right this movement thing is kind of weird you you want to say that they're they're making it easy for noobs, mm -hmm. but then again, I mean, if you're if you're moving in the game, then it's not really going to make it all that much better for noobs. People are still going to get sick, so I don't know. I I, I want to play it and find out, but uh, yeah, 
I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on this one. I I feel you. Wait and see is looking pretty good. Um, I just I just don't know. Like I I I've, who was it in the chat? Was it was it Nihilus Ryan saying that this has some uh, Zombieland headshot fever vibes? And I and I guess I can kind of see that. And, and I really did enjoy Zombieland. So maybe yeah. I'm not giving this enough enough credit while I watch the trailer. Looks cool. I mean, it looks like uh, it kind of reminds you of Pistol Whip with no music and no guns, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You get me thinking more about simulation theory. I'm like, this is reprojection. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> you see it, you can see it, right? Pretty, pretty sure. Pretty sure this is foveated, rendered, rendering over here. Can't quite see it. It looks kind of blurry. I need to upgrade to the pro. <laughs> I need Boy, more clarity. Badly and in need of upgrade to the pro for sure uh trash kid game cat in, re in response to heroes whatever the name of that game was the time crisis one says so it's just time carnage kind of yeah I mean, that, that seemed like the concept behind uh behind time carnage and it looked like the same one that we were just talking about so yeah we've i i'm, I'm not a big fan i don't know if we've talked about this before on the show west but i'm not a big fan of time travel games in general uh mostly because they just feel so kind of generic it's like oh you traveled to this time and you met albert einstein oh you traveled to this time and you met abraham lincoln it's like <laughs> what dude you know like i live in 2023 and i've never met donald trump never but i guarantee you in 50 yeah. years if somebody makes a game about time traveling and you travel back to the year 2023 you're gonna meet fucking donald trump you're gonna, you're gonna meet a bunch of fucking famous people it doesn't happen right it, it, I, I have, I've always hated that about time travel games. It's like, how convenient is it that you're t traveling to the exact right place to meet the exact person? And it's somebody you <laughs> recognize from history. Oh, look, it's Mark Twain. No. You know how many people met Mark Twain during the 70 years Mark Twain was alive? <laughs> like, Shots fired, wanderer. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, actually, I, 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 I think I actually think Wander did it pretty well because, like, we really didn't meet yeah. famous people. It was just just different eras. Um, yeah. So I, I like the concept of a time travel adventure game. I don't think it's something that's been uh, executed on very well in the VR catalog. I think Wander is about the one good example of it. Um, but it all it, it is something I've always wished that we had more of because what I do love in vr is finding myself in an earlier time period it's one of my favorite things about here they lie is you're going back and you're looking at all this old technology with the old rotary phones and that you know all of this stuff that's in this black and white um place and it isn't like a completely like old i mean it's like what 50s or 60s era stuff uh but i love the feeling i get nostalgic for it even though i wasn't alive back then which is kind of weird but um I wish there was more of that sort of thing in VR, and there just isn't very often. Everybody just called that called us out for forgetting that Nikola Tesla isn't Wanderer. Oh, I, I, I didn't forget. I, I I didn't forget it. I just didn't want to call you out on it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I did like Wanderer uh, because at least most of it wasn't like that. Um, but but yeah, but that kind of stuff bothers me. It really does. I'm like meeting historical uh, people. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, can, 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 can we all have a moment of silence for for Wes? Uh, he he's not he's not going to be able to play here. They lie this 
uh, this Halloween like he wants to. <laughs> he's been talking about it, and yeah, and, and he managed to bring it up on today's show. And I think it's because he's the gears are turning, and he's looking at the release calendar for PSVR two. And I'm sure there's shit coming out on PC as well in Quest that uh, is going to prevent yeah. him from playing his annual annualized playthrough of Here They Lie. Let's have a moment of silence for the death of Here They Another. Lie. Another moment of silence. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going to play here. They lie. I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do all the other PSVR one stuff that I had planned on doing this month. Like I wanted to play some. Like since I'm breaking it out for here, they lie. I want to play Farpoint. I want to play Astrobot. Um, I wanted to check out some of the uh, better older uh, horror games, like you know, like Blair Witch and stuff like that. But. It doesn't seem like there's going to be time for that. I'm going to be playing Madison and Happy Funland and all this stuff. Like, I'm not going to have time. But I, I do think I am going to make it a point to find some night that I'm able to play through Here They Lie uh, because I miss it and I love it. And people need to know mm. about that game and about how awesome it is. We, If we let it die, then it dies. But we will keep the message of that game alive for all eternity. Indeed. If we have to port it to PSVR 2 ourselves, goddammit, we're going to make it happen. Well, if I ever win the lottery, it's the first thing I'm doing. I'm buying the rights to that game and hiring somebody to make it right. Because it, it is it is technically a mess. Like, it, it's a ter- it was terribly, like, the, the controls are horrible. It makes you sick to play it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not good. It's just what the game is. I love it. It's the best walking simulator of all time uh, because of um the 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 imagery in the game that's just shocking at times the uh the messaging and the meaning behind the game uh the symbolism i I love it it's so great uh rob yescombe in the chat i don't know if it's the actual rob yescombe but if it is hello he says hey brian i'm in here uh very cool hope hopefully you're doing well and uh very excited to see what you've contributed to arizona sunshine too uh We'll get to Arizona Sunshine 2 in just a bit, though. Uh, the previews came out today. Um, I don't think what we were expecting uh, for all sorts of different reasons. Rob Axel in the chat says, what game should I get next for PSVR 2? Is Paper Beast any good? I'm not, uh, listen, I'm not a Paper Beast fan. I'm just not. I, I, I want to be, I love Eric Chai games and, and and I don't love Paper Beast. I, I don't love some of the puzzles. I wasn't thrilled with the uh, that the $5 upgrade fee didn't really upgrade a whole lot in the PSVR 2 version. It doesn't look as sharp as I, I would like it to. Uh, and and, and full locomotion's good, but then there's even limitations to that. It's just, I don't know. I'm glad it's here, but that wouldn't, if I had to be, if you gave me a list of five games and Paper Beast was on that list, I guarantee you I wouldn't be selecting that for the game you buy. Yeah, I haven't played the remake yet. Um, I haven't played much of any of VR for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but in its time, I did enjoy Paper Beast. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed to hear that it's not super sharp uh, in the PSVR 2 headset. I may have gotten in it um, if it weren't for that. Um, but I did like the game. Um, I like weird games. This is a weird game. And uh, it's exploration-based, which I also like. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's a good game, in my opinion. Six out of ten. But not for everybody, for sure. Yeah. I wish it, I wish it was for me. I wish it was for me. Um, King Rollo, the James Cat, with the two quid, says, check out Donald Hoffman for simulation theory. Uh, 
I would love to say that I'm going to do that, but I probably won't. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten in a lot of simulation theory in my life somehow. Um, just talk, just hang out with Jeremy King for more than five minutes and you will get it. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have a completely different outlook on life in general. The gamer formerly known as Get In LOL, My Belly, GameCat Wilkins, says, uh, with a $20 tip, by the way, thank you, says, so what happens when we get Jim Ryan again as the new reincarnated, reincarnated CEO, LOL? I think I'm going to be dead by then, so I think we're okay. I think he's done, man. I think he's had enough. Uh, and I think I think we all need to change, not just us VR people. I think everyone's ready for a new direction. Nick Mulo, the Game Cat, with the Level 3 membership. I knew this was coming today. I uh, said, it's okay, Wes. Here they lie is just walking around and reading stuff. Super boring. Put me to sleep in the headset. You didn't play far enough. <laughs> This is his response yeah, to like, your No Man's Sky opinions, by the way. And by, by the way, the stuff that you're reading is super disturbing. It's not just like, it's, it's not like you're playing uh, some some game like, uh, well, there was something recently that was just all reading and it was hard to stomach, but it's not one of those. Like the stuff you're reading is weird and perverse and violent and it's not boring <laughs> at all. But I, I respect your opinion. Mikey D, Cosmo VR GameCat with the $5 tip says, Here They Lie is one of my favorite PSVR 1 games, but I will never set that octopus of cables up again. I think that's fair. Also a fair point. That is also a fair point. If I ever... It's yeah, sad that we have to. If I ever unplug my PlayStation VR 1, it probably will not be ever plugged in again. Virtual Slayer Cat gifted 10 memberships to people in the Without Pearl community. Thank you so much, Virtual Slayer Cat, for your generosity. Uh, Ace Gamer Cats with the $20 tip says there's so many talented members in this community how have we not started a GameCat studio that's dedicated to porting our favorite games to PSVR 2 it's I mean I guess if we all pool our money and, and just yeah and then uh, and then we just take votes on what games we're going to secure the rights to and then hire decent port studios this is going to cost a lot of money Wes I don't know if we're getting our money back on this stuff I think if we could get every subscriber to put in a hundred bucks, we could make it happen. At least for for some for one title, we could probably make it happen. Now get everyone to agree on the title. That there's the, the trick. Right, a hundred thousand people to make one decision. It's got to be Bioshock. If it's not Bioshock, I'm not participating. <laughs> oh well, that that might be a little bit more tricky. Super cool video, bro. The $2 tip says, am I crazy or was the PSVR one easier to find the sweet spot? I think you're crazy, but uh, that. But I also felt the same way at the launch of PSVR 2. Now it's boom, pop the headset on and I'm, and I'm there. I don't have to adjust it at all. Just like PSVR 1. It took me a while to get find the sweet spot, to find out how to pop that thing on and not have to think about it. It happened the exact same way for PSVR 2. It took a couple months until I really acclimated to just throwing it on and being good. But you might be crazy. Um. You might not be. I don't have trouble finding the sweet spot. I do have some issues staying in it. Like, I often have to push my headset up just a millimeter to make things come back into focus. I probably have to do that every 30 minutes or so. Um, I don't know. So maybe a little bit. All right, man, moving on. Uh, we got even more information about the Foglands. You know, before we even talk about the Foglands, I, I really do want to gauge your interest, Wes. What, what's, 
I mean, how much do you, how much do you care about this game? I feel like this was something that showed up on state of play and a lot of people are like, huh, that looks kind of like a quest game. And then didn't think about it all ever again. Um, well, no, I've that? been super interested in it. Yeah, no, I've been super interested in this game since then uh, because there are so many elements here that I, I, that are familiar to me from games that I love. And uh, it looks, you know, at the same time that I say that, it looks like a different game, right? Um, I see a lot of Light Brigade in here, which is one of my favorite rele- releases of the year. Um, but it's also got a bit more of a horror aesthetic to it, which you know is my jam. Uh, this game looks fun, and I'm actually very interested in it. Um, so I'm not one of these people who just kind of, you know, blew it off. Like, this has been, you know, it's not in the top, top tier of the, you know, it's not Arizona Sunshine 2, it's not Madison, you know, it's not one of those, like, games that I'm, you know, can't wait for, but it is certainly is one that I've been interested in since its reveal. I've been interested since the reveal as well. Uh, this looked like a lot of fun. When I found out it was a roguelite, I was even more interested because I definitely love roguelites. Although I got to say, we're getting to the tipping point on that. I do feel like VR has become very saturated with roguelites. This will probably be one of the last ones that I look forward to. And then I kind of hope that they fall off the radar for a while. Um, that said, when watching this new trailer that debuted yesterday, uh, it shows a lot of different types of gameplay uh, in terms of, hey, there's, you know, we knew there was going to be melee. We knew there was going to be shooting. It also shows some puzzles. Uh, I, I really like what I'm seeing here. Uh, and full disclosure, uh, or I guess inside baseball, something or the, one or the other, uh, earlier today, I interviewed the game director over there at Well Told, uh, well Told Entertainment, and we had a nice chat about the Foglands. It's the first developer interview I've done in quite a while, and it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking to him. Uh, I tried to milk as much information as I could. You can milk anything with nipples, Wes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and uh, and he was. I think he was fairly transparent, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my absolute best to get that interview up for uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, but maybe to late tomorrow night. Uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, it'll be available for everybody else uh, within the week. Uh, just uh, very, very, very interested in this game. And I really, really hope it delivers on everything they're saying. Because not only does this new trailer look awesome, they announced a release date of October 31st and a price point of $35. And as I said to the game director, that's some End Dreams pricing right there. That, that, yeah, that's, that's very, very End Dreams. That is the high end of what we would consider, I don't know, indie? I, I don't even know I don't right. even know what to put the $35 price at. Like 40 is when you start expecting like first party Sony quality from, from the game. Yep. They know that. They, they, they know that. It's very well placed. Like they want to say that we're still an indie game, but we're one of, we're one of the best indie games. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple people in the chat have pointed out that this does end with a, no- a notice that you can play this without a headset, uh, which is... That was interesting. Nobody expected that, right? Like, this is a hybrid game, Brian. Where are the hybrid games, Brian? Here's a hybrid game. Yeah. This is a hybrid game for sure. And uh, it, I think it will make everybody feel better to know that this was always in development for as a VR game. That was... That was the plan from the get-go. We're making an immersive VR game uh, with a great story. 
And then later on, it very much became Sony going, hey, um, I bet, I bet you could do this for the flat screen too. And they were like, oh, Sony's telling us to do it. Let's fucking do it. So that's sort of what happened. Um, let me check the chat real quick here because I want to make sure that we don't move on until it's time to move on. Um, PSVR Underground, what's up, AJ? Also, shout out to AJ. He gave me an awesome birthday tip on the last show. And I didn't even fucking read it. He's one of my best friends. And I didn't fucking read his tip because it got past me. Sometimes tips get past me. I apologize whenever that happens, you guys. But thank you, AJ. But his new tip reads, uh, after the fall is just mining zombies. What is what is going on today? Like, these, these are all valid viewpoints. But we're all just bitching about games today. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I don't know. But, I mean, it's a fair point. But it's still fun. It is fun. No, it's not. It is true. I don't think it's fun. GamerCat Chicago. Nope, just GameCat Chicago with a $2 tip says, will the will Assassin's Creed hit PSVR 2? Speculate. Um, maybe eventually. Um, uh, I don't I don't think that um so we have a little bit of context here because the when they initially announced Assassin's Creed, they announced it alongside a Splinter Cell game, which has since been canceled because of Meta pulling back funding. And part of the story with that was with them pulling back their funding, uh, they're also pulling back their rights to exclusivity. So uh, I don't think it was initially intended to be something that could come to other platforms, but I do think it's very possible now that maybe we see this game sometime next year. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I mean, the I'm, I'm trying to find some footage here for it. Uh, I know that some of the stuff they showed looked okay, and some of it didn't look so great. Uh, but I mean, Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed games don't interest me all that much. Like on the flat screen, I played Black Flag and absolutely loved it. I uh, could not get enough of that game. And then, uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, I'll get the next one. And then I just was like, no, I don't. Apparently, I don't like Assassin's Creed games. I just like pirate games. I'm pretty interested because uh, these levels are supposedly pretty big. Like it's not a true open world, but they're calling it an open world game. Um, so when you're bouncing around from rooftop to rooftop, able to kind of jump in and kill people on the ground, unsuspecting people, it gives me just a little taste of what I want from the infamous VR game that I've wished for for many years. So uh, I think that aspect of it looks cool. I think in terms of like the graphics and stuff, I think it looks pretty good, especially when you consider it's a standalone VR game. Um, so an upgraded PSVR 2 version would be cool, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that the the environments look really, really nice. Um, as you guys know, I really do enjoy Stride for even, even what it was with no campaign. Uh, so, you know, giving us that kind of parkour action in VR uh, and giving us a full campaign, this is you know just just like just like black flag this this would give me a reason to jump into an assassin's creed game again just because it's in vr um so i really do hope we get it um but i'm also very curious to hear reviews when it comes out very curious also that drop attack yeah. that he just did uh is reminding me of vampire the masquerade and i'm like wondering if we'll if, if vampire will satisfy any of these uh kind of gameplay itches that i want to scratch boy i should just stop talking i don't know oh, Sam, these are these are the november games Brian. 
All right. Uh, Chrome Cola. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me get figure out where I'm supposed to be here. Uh, awesome Tatum with the level three membership says No Man's Sky, a game where you have to know the periodic table just to get basic items. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one point. of those days. It is true. Uh, Gamecat Chicago with the five dollar tip says Happy belated birthday, Brian. My birthday is midnight tonight. Well, happy uh, early yeah. birthday. Gamecat Chicago. Yeah, I had no idea it was your birthday. Um, I did. I did tune in for a minute on the last episode, and someone mentioned it being your birthday. But the way you kind of downplayed it, I thought it was just a joke. I didn't think it was actually your birthday. You're like, hey, yeah, that's enough. Let's move on. Um, so happy birthday, Brian. I didn't think it was actually a birthday. For some reason, I thought your birthday was in November. Yeah. But, uh, I listen. I don't not- know other people's birthdays. I don't keep track of other people's birthdays. You know, and, and so when you don't get a happy birthday from me, it's because I don't make a big deal about mine. I won't make a big deal about yours. And uh, if I find out that it's yours, I'll say happy birthday. And that's kind of how I deal with it. Like you get to a certain point. Once you, after twenty one, it's pointless. There's nothing. Yeah. Like what? What are we celebrating at this point? You can drink now. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Right. If other people care about birthdays more than me, that's great. I'm very happy for you, but it's just never been something I cared that much about. Um, so yeah, I do. I do tend to downplay it. Uh, Chrome Colossus with the five dollar tip says, "Steam has been getting, oh, stream has been getting ad interruptions." FYI, I love you both as usual. Here's a dinosaur. We need more of them in VR. And a little dinosaur emoji. Okay, so YouTube is, as you guys know. I've been having issues and not everybody has, most people haven't. I've been getting issues where I have to go in and manually remove ad breaks because some people are getting ads every three or four minutes. So after every games cast, I have to wait for it to be done processing and then remember to go in, add the timestamps that Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry sends me, and then also delete a bunch of ad breaks. Uh, and so that I must not be the only person that was having that issue because new ad break options have been appearing over the last few days on YouTube before you do a live stream. And so today's says uh, every 30 minutes. And I was like, well, every 30 minutes is that's that's the most amount of time you can have between ad breaks if you if you have them inserted automatically. So I was like, yeah, every 30 minutes is fine. If somebody's watching an hour and a half games cast, that means there's like one, maybe two ad breaks. That's not bad. And then I, but what I didn't realize is that they'd be inserting them live. That's I didn't realize that. So again, it's a, it's a learning <laughs> experience and I will fix that for the next time. My apologies. Uh, Frost of Behemoth Cat up. Frost the Behemoth Cat upgraded membership to level three. Awesome. Uh, welcome to level three, Frost. Time to play VR with the two quid says. Time to play with the two quid says. Hello, you. That was a confusing way to do that, but I love it. It works. All right, it's time to move on. We got a, we got a lot more stuff to talk about. I think. Um, Actually, we got two more big things to talk about, and then I think it's time to. Oh, uh, also, who, I have no idea whose turn it is to do twenty questions. I don't either. I have no clue. Um, say so, so somebody check Wednesday show and then tell us. Uh, <laughs> tell us who did twenty questions. I don't remember. It's been a while. I think I think Miles picked it, so maybe it's my turn to pick it. I don't remember. I'll accept that. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay, and the next, yeah, the next news story is a little bit strange because it is, it comes from a new PlayStation VR two promo video, uh, and it comes with a new tagline called "Find Your Next Reality." Uh, 
just watching it as we go here. It's got Horizon, Gran Turismo, Village. Really starts off with some, you know, AAA bangers. Uh, Moving to Firewall Ultra. I'm just reading what's on the screen for all the podcast listeners. Uh, Synapse, good stuff. Moving along. We're going to get there. You know, people screaming in VR with the headset off. Nice. Crossfire Sierra Squad, good stuff. Great game. Yep. Yep. Yeah, she's way too happy to have that headset on. Oh, hers was on. Then we got Project Wingman Frontline 59. Just like fucking thrown in there as if it was something that had already officially been previously announced. <laughs> Whereas the only time we ever heard of Project Wingman come into PSVR 2 was when the German PlayStation blog accidentally did that weird ass leak where it was just all this random shit. And gradually all of that shit came true. And we were like, oh, that was real. That was legit. The only thing that didn't we haven't actually seen video or screenshots of is uh, uh, Solaris Offworld Combat Two, which Vast uh, First Contact Entertainment actually like confirmed and said, "Oh, oh well, the cat's out of the bag. That is something we're gonna do." Um, so the only thing we were waiting on at this point was Project Wingman, and here it is, just fucking in the middle of this Find Your Next Reality promo vid, um, and people played it at. TGS. Did you did you know that people yeah. played at TGS? I had no idea until today. But uh yeah, apparently people played it at TGS. Yeah, people are saying it's good and then and then the developers there or whoever was showcasing it said it's it's ready to be released. It is coming very 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 soon and some people uh implied that to mean October. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just fucking chuck another game onto the fire. Uh, watch it all burn. So Project Wingman, we are finally getting uh, the. I, I guess the one Gamescom. downside. Oh, Gamescom, Gamescom. not We're TGS. Being corrected, it's Gamescom. Yeah, my bad. I apologize. Um, it, the the one the one the one not so great thing we're hearing is that uh, it's going to be played with a dual sense. So right. there's no you know you're not going to be using the sense controllers and have and like pushing buttons and pulling levers doing virtual HOTUS type stuff. So it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't like virtual HOTUS. I always, when I have an option to use like gamepad style controls, instead of using virtual HOTUS, I always do that. Um, so that doesn't really disappoint me all that much. Although I do hope it supports like actual HOTUS um, because that could be cool. Yeah. I mean, how could it not? Right. Right. You, you like, like, like Gran Turismo, like Gran Turismo, doesn't let you use motion controllers, but you can hook your wheel up and, and play that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so very exciting. A lot of people have been wanting a, a flight sim or a flight arcade game, any kind of flight game. Some people have just been begging for one for a long time. And knowing that this is not only uh, you know officially announced, but also right around the corner, I think it's extremely exciting. Um, very much looking forward to this. Story campaign uh, apparently expanded from the original Project Wingman to to a much longer campaign now. Um, yeah, seems cool. Seems like the uh, the Ace Combat that uh, we've all been kind of hoping for for years now. Right. Yeah, and people are asking like, well, well what the fuck happened to Aces of Thunder? Well, probably next year. <laughs> like, well, yeah. No November. <laughs> well, or October, whatever. Um. Yeah, this this uh, the last we heard about 
this at least it, it seemed like this was very focused on if only maybe only including single player so this is like our big single player uh aerial adventure and then uh uh and then ace of thunder is our much more multiplayer focused game you know coming from the war thunder people so some good stuff happening yeah cool another cool title genre that uh, we don't have anything for yet so uh yeah good news nice well that leads us to our big news story of the day wes and that's that today people who traveled to go play arizona sunshine 2 were allowed to talk about their experience and showcase four to five screenshots that vertigo games themselves provided for them to use in said articles <laughs> not even any b-roll brian just some screenshots it's true uh it's funny because on the 27th on when uh, when uh, yeah on wednesday's show uh we were looking at like three or four seconds of an animated gif uh, that was showing actual gameplay of somebody like you know kind of poking in and out of cover shooting zombies uh and on that very same tweet they wrote keep your eyes peeled for more arizona sunshine 2 news this friday but little did we know it was just gonna be dude i gotta be honest it's like some fucking b-tier news sites like sites that I've, i don't read unless i have to unless they're the only ones with the news stories that I'm covering, like what road to VR didn't do this upload VR didn't do this. It's just like Eurogamer didn't do this. Like all the places that you would normally go to get some VR news. None of these people went and played the game. None of them makes me wonder. It makes me wonder what tier I'm on, Brian, because like <laughs> there aren't a lot of bigger Arizona sunshine fans than me. I love that game. And um, like, I would have jumped at the opportunity to go do this i would have done a video and an article i would have shown all of their five screenshots like i would have loved to have been able to play this uh so i must be like d tier or maybe even lower maybe i i know that i was invited uh i believe if this is the same event i was invited to go and i said no thank you because i was gonna have to fly cross country or something to go play uh, a game for an hour and I was like, no. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I wasn't coming home with gameplay footage. I turned it down <laughs> before that. So that's how little I wanted to do this. I am very, very curious about Arizona Sunshine 2. I really hope it delivers. I hope it's a fantastic game. Um, I, you know, these guys, these guys being able to go back to the game that really put them on the map and, and be able to improve it and, and give and deliver another nice long campaign. As we previously mentioned, Rob Yescombe, uh writing the script for this and just something that's a little bit more evolved in the vr space than you know the sort of the primitive stuff we got seven years ago it's exciting it's an exciting time when big games that we love are getting big sequels and so and i still didn't want to go <laughs> that's <laughs> so that that tells you how much i don't really enjoy leaving my apartment um so unfortunately i, I look through when, when you just go to google and you do a search for arizona sunshine 2 preview or whatever it is shocking the sites that that actually took them up on this offer wrote these articles and honestly they all kind of sound like ai written articles like write write me an article about a vr game that include that involves shooting zombies and if you don't know what i'm talking about well fucking sit tight because we're about to <laughs> we're about to read through one of them this is the best one by the way 
the best one. There were there was like maybe five, six articles that I found, and this was the best out of all of them. This comes from Brandon Lizard over at thegamer.com. Headline, Arizona Sunshine 2 Preview. The dog, the dead dog trope is scarier in VR. Recently, I met up with a few folks from Vertigo Games to get an early preview of Arizona Sun- Sunshine 2, a VR zombie shooting action adventure. Uh, a sequel to the first Arizona Sunshine 2, it follows a wisecracking protagonist as he travels through the ruined, zombie-filled remains of Arizona. Tell me, that doesn't sound like it was written by an AI who's never played a video game before. Yeah, 100%. Okay. No question. <laughs> Gameplay-wise, it's fairly straightforward. You roam around a more or less linear landscape, scavenging for food or ammo and fighting the various zombies you encounter. On occasion, you'll also come across an environmental puzzle or stand-your-ground-style horde attack. Still, this is Arizona Sunshine 1 so far. This makes Arizona Sunshine 2 a very true sequel, keeping the familiar tone, atmosphere, mechanics, and characters of the first game. You still travel through a sunny, ruined landscape facing real dangers using a variety of weapons and making silly jokes. At the same time, it introduces new ways to enhance the experience beyond the original, with dynamic weapon reloading mechanics, crafting systems, and of course, the dog. Weapon reloading is more interactive and varied than before. While reloading a pistol is as simple as inserting a clip and pulling the hammer, larger weapons may require more complicated and hands-on methods. Shotguns require shells to be loaded in one at a time, grenade launchers are opened by pulling down on the nose, and so on. It's much more engaging compared to the traditional slap an ammo clip into anywhere solution most VR games use. It's funny, one of the articles uh, was so excited about manual reloads saying that it felt like a mini game to push a button to eject the clip and then put another one in and then cock the gun like i was like you've never played a vr game before (laughs) so so at least this one like was uh, you know dealt with it a little bit better uh there's also a crafting system now which is admittedly the most underwhelming part of the demo i played you find random junk such as screws tape etc then you select recipes and smack the ingredients together at designated crafting stations to create useful items all i encountered were basic recipes for explosives while it gave more reason to scavenge for loot beyond food the limited inventory space meant that it was hard to care much about crafting more than whatever was convenient at the moment unless the options are more expansive in the full game it will be easy to ignore crafting altogether it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer i love crafting in games and i like scavenging uh so i'm really hoping that he's he's talking about limited inventory space Uh, a a lot of these games will allow you to like you know craft more inventory space or level up to a certain level where you just suddenly have more so i'm really hoping that that becomes the case here Plus, you you can uh, store items on the dog. Um, True. So so hopefully hopefully you have like a, a an inventory space for finished products, fully formed weapons, and then you have another backpack that you can compare, carry components around. The, the 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 kind of big plus I'm taking away from this is that I'll have more to look for than hamburgers which is <laughs> kind of what I wanted from an Arizona Sunshine sequel. Like I like the uh, I like the recipe, right? I don't mind being uh, a linear story-driven zombie shooter. Uh, I would have liked more scavenging for it and it sounds like we're going to get that. Yeah. Regardless, that's not the front man of the game. Arizona Sunshine 2 introduces another mechanic far greater than anything else I've already I've been over already. 
Buddy the Dog. Posed as the focus of the game, Buddy travels alongside the protagonist to lend a hand or paw on your adventure. You can issue commands to him, allowing him to to access out-of-reach areas and fighting zombies alongside of you. You can even have him carry extra weapons or wear cute little hats. He's adorable, helpful, and I became emotionally attached within the 45-minute time frame available to me. That's cute. You gotta love you gotta love animal companions in games. Yeah, it certainly sounds from what I've uh, seen today that the uh, buddy was the star of the show for sure. Uh, Pizza Bet, this dog's gonna fucking die by the end of the game, right? Probably, although the dog does not is not able to take damage in the minute to minute gameplay, which right. I found strange because you can have the dog attack and kill zombies, but can't take damage. That's a little weird. Yeah, it probably does minimal attack. Probably just a good distraction to keep uh, the horde completely off of you. Maybe I don't know, but that but but that's that's important, Wes. You got to keep the dog alive so that narratively you can kill him right before the finale. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, no, like uh, the, way, the way Fallout Four did it, and by the way, that's what this sounds like. Fallout Four, you have a dog um, that goes with you everywhere. You it, it can carry. Uh, you know, carry stuff on it if you run out of inventory space. Um, but that dog could take damage. It couldn't completely die, but it could get like maimed to the point where it wasn't able to do anything but lie there until you heal it. Um, so I, I would have liked to have seen something like that here. I put a lot of Fallout 4. I don't remember the dog being a big part of my adventure. So maybe like I just was like, you were just too much effort and just left them somewhere i don't remember yeah i don't remember but it's still a zombie game at its core a classic concept in horror media the sight of rot and decay as it surrounds and overwhelms you can be panic inducing even with your canine companion i've always held that any game is scarier in vr agreed the level of immersion from the format allows dark alleys approaching monsters and hidden dangers to far feel far more real than on tv or monitor and yet it's not the zombies that scare me nor is it the unsettling quiet of walking around in the derelict landscape of the southwest it's the dog the damn dog most folks are aware of the dead dog trope oh here we go the media cliche implies that if a dog is presented in the narrative the dog will later die for dramatic effect especially common in movies it can be done to reinforce the threat of a hostile force like when a dog runs into a cornfield where aliens are and is never found again. It's also commonly used for emotional impact where the death of a beloved companion can allow for an emotional turning point. This this is yeah, not the only agreed. article to hit on that. For sure, this dog's going to run around a corner and during some cinema scene and you're just going to hear a... And that's going to be it. <laughs> God, it's going to be bad. I can get over the dead dog trope on a narrative level. It's common, but it's effective for a reason. The core of my concern yeah. lies with the format, VR. Like with most fear, the emotions are more easily expressed in virtual reality. That includes creating emotional bonds with fictional dogs. When you can see Buddy right in front of you and can actually reach down and pet him with your own hands, it becomes startling easy to grow fond of this little fella. And that's what scares me. You're taking the most immersive format, giving me a friendly pupper, and dangling the most emotionally heartbreaking idea off in the distance. Odds are I'm going to grow to love Buddy. I'm going to love... I'm going to trauma bond with this beautiful boy and i'm going to be legitimately upset should he perish um i don't know if they're actually going to do it either and that in itself is ter uh, is terribly clever 
I'm going to be fraught with panic anytime something possibly dangerous happens to him. Will he get injured while running from a horde? Will he get infected? Will it be something as small as him going off somewhere and not coming back? Each idea terrifies me. Sometimes the fear of losing someone. Dude, these guys played a 45-minute demo, and this guy talked for 65% of his column about something that didn't happen in the game yet. Yep. Yeah. Not every dog has to has to beef it to get the point across. I know this, but consider the story and setting of the first Arizona Sunshine game. It follows a lone protagonist who's been living in isolation for years as he treks through the zombified remains in Arizona. In his quest to make contact with others, the humor used masculine loneliness begins to crack and we can hear the restrained tears in his voice. We see a broken man starting to crumble. It's beautiful and eloquent display of how a person masks, masks pain in difficult times. Uh, the second game moves away from the story of isolation into one of companionship with more of a focus on Buddy. Vertigo is taking a broken man, giving him a best friend, and expecting not to worry for the dog's life. It's emotionally devastating, waiting for it to happen. All in all, though, I look forward to playing Arizona Sunshine 2 when it launches. What I experienced in the preview aligned perfectly with the studio's track record, and the new additions I encountered seem natural and interesting enough to make it feel like a proper sequel. If you like the first game, You'll like this one, potential dog death notwithstanding. So you spend a lot of time talking about the potential to lose your dog. Um, but I will yeah. say uh, most of the articles didn't do much more beyond this. They all talk about basic, it's a lot of just basic shooting zombies. Uh, so maybe I think maybe the first 45 minutes of this game uh, isn't enough to get a feel for it. Some of these people flew halfway across the country. It's crazy. Uh, one of the videos I watched today said that this was a mid-level that they played. Actually, it wasn't the start of the game. Oh. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything that's terribly deeper in terms of gameplay loop than the original Arizona Sunshine. I do think it's going to be a proper sequel. Uh, I think we're going to have next-gen graphics. We're going to have next-gen weapon mechanics. Animations, importantly, are going to be next-gen. Um, we're going to have you know slightly more scavenging, a little bit of crafting. Uh, a lot more creative ways to kill a lot wider variety of zombies. Uh, but I still very much think this is going to be Arizona Sunshine. It's just going to be this generation's version of Arizona Sunshine, which is fine. It's fine by me. It's what I wanted after the fall to be. So uh, the fact that we're getting it now, I'm pretty excited about. <clears throat> Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Uh, still want to see some gameplay footage, man. Uh, seeing a... Th uh, a th Three to five second uh, animated GIF was was not, uh, you know, was not what I wanted the debut of gameplay to look like. <sighs> hearing hearing about people playing it was not how I wanted to. Uh, it's weird. Take in first it's impressions of the game. I want to see a video of people playing. Yeah, it's a weird choice, right? I mean, I get what they're doing. They're trying to drip feed us and 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 keep people interested in the game over a span of time. Um, but the drip is a little too slow. Like this would have been the time to give us a little bit of B-roll, right? Let yes. us see the game a little bit. Um, because, you know, obviously the naysayers and cynics are going to say uh, this, the, this game isn't as good as what they're saying, because if it was, they'd be showing it off. Um, but I believe the people, you know, people are saying this game is beautiful, that it looks great and that the animations are great. And, you know, one of the most, uh, impactful things about this version of Arizona Sunshine is kind of the dismemberment 
uh, mechanics and you can shoot something in the leg and it just shreds its leg in a very, you know, visceral way. And, um, which is great. All stuff that we expected. Um, I'm glad to hear that it's in there, but a little weird that they're deciding to wait to show it to us. Um, yeah, I would have thought that, you know, maybe if they're not, if they don't want to show gameplay yet, then they probably shouldn't be talking about it at all right now. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at too. Uh, I kind of wonder exactly, you know, because you don't just you don't just invite people to these types of events and then they're there the next day. You know, it requires weeks of planning and making sure that people have uh, flights and hotel rooms, whatever else. And so you kind of got to wonder if a month ago they thought that this would be in a different state, uh, if they thought they'd be ready to show off gameplay, or, or exactly, you know, what, what the what the thought process was behind it. Um, <clears throat> that said, I yeah, I mean, much more than reading any of these people's impressions today and seeing five screenshots from Vertigo themselves, I absolutely would have preferred uh, seeing. 15 seconds of a vertical slice that they had perfected that said this is what the final game is going to look like and here's 15 seconds of you know walking down this alley and shooting some zombies or something i don't mean i don't even know um but yeah 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 a little little weird but i'm still i'm still very optimistic I'm still very much looking forward to it and uh, i hope it does come this year i hope it comes this year too it's supposed to come this year and i have I, you know what? I hope it doesn't come this year. I'm I'm concerned that this yeah. game needs more time in the oven. So fucking put it back in, turn up the heat, and uh, and, and let's see this shit in March because we've got games I, I in think, October, in November, in December. I think you might get your wish because they were kind of non-committal about um, launching on all platforms at the same time. Oh, really? Like they said that that's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's what they want to do, but they reserve the right to not do that. So okay. what that tells me is, is that we're probably going to get this on PC this year and it's probably coming to other platforms next year sometime. Fine by me. Totally fine by me. Um, <clears throat> let's get back to these tips. Professor Lilith with the $5 tip says, hi, GameCats. Hey, Lilith. This week's Sunday multiplayer will be Demio at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, guys, if you're not a member of our Discord, join. Click the link in the description below. While you're there, subscribe to Virtual Strangers. Uh, every Sunday we get together and we play a bunch of games or we play a game that gets voted on prior in the week, previously in the week. And uh, the winner of that was Demio. So if Demio is sitting in your catalog, uh, in your library on PlayStation, and you're just like, I don't have any way to play this with, well, come hang out with us. Because on Sunday, everyone's going to be playing Demio. I won't. Forgot it was else Friday, will. Brian. I, f I forgot it was Friday. I'm like, wow, they've already picked the game this time. They never do that. What the hell's going on? Yeah, the rest it's of your Friday. weekend is fucked. Yeah. You're going to wake up tomorrow thinking it's Thursday. Uh, time to play VR with the two quid says, will the PS4 HOTUS work on PSVR 2? Uh, the answer is yeah, I think so. Uh, as far as I know, there's only one HOTUS that has been around, I, I was talking to Elvert about this, and this is the only reason it's fresh in my mind. Um, they, they haven't released like a new HOTUS in forever. So I really think if you've got the PS3 one or the PS4 one, it'll, it'll work on PlayStation 5 because they just haven't released a new one. I guess there's just not that many flight games. I don't know why they haven't released a new one yet. It'd be nice to get one with uh, it's a, haptics in it or better haptics. It's a low volume peripheral. 
I mean, among sim enthusiasts, most like legit sim enthusiasts are PC gamers anyway. And um, among sim enthusiasts, I would say over half of them are racing enthusiasts. Like the, it seems like the flight sim guys are really a niche within a niche within a niche. Uh, so I got to imagine that there's not the biggest market for that sort of thing. So, but yeah, you think there would be one, right? There would be one new one with some, some new button on it or some new haptics or something, adaptive trigger, something, something, anything. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so we, we do believe it will work. Uh, if Project Wingman supports a HOTUS, we do believe the one that we've been using should work on with the game. Uh, I don't John, have one. You know, dude, I'm pretty sure I did have one, and I was like, this hunk of fucking junk plastic, because it's the one I had was so cheap. Like, it was the cheapest one you could possibly get. And I was just like, this is just taking up space. It's ugly. I'm never going to use it again. And I think I just tossed it. Um, That's right. I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Bloxham, also known as Jonathan Roblox, with the $10 tip says, Hi, Brian. Long time no see. Hi. What are your thoughts about Sony getting hacked and may shut down the PSN? Hopefully not, because all of these good-looking titles or these good titles coming up during the holidays, um, Arizona Sunshine to LG. AZ hyphen sun to LG. These are words. These are probably real words. Uh, we talked about uh, Sony getting hacked on Monday's show. Uh, that was actually the headline, and we talked about it for like literally five minutes. <laughs> um, we're just gonna have to wait and see, like how big of a deal this is. These people are threatening. To... I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing, Brian. We're gonna yeah. get some free games out of it. We're we're gonna force them to make some fucking announcements and so show us something because it's gonna get leaked if they don't. <laughs> like they're gonna have to say something now. No matter if they wanted to or not, they have to now. Or if there really is nothing coming, we're going to find out that there's nothing coming. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I'm all for it. Dead Ringer, the game cat with a $2 tip says, Brian said, send the PSVR 2 dev kit to me instead, LOL. Um, that was in reference to me not flying out to go play Arizona Sunshine 2, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, seriously, like, just why don't I have a dev kit? I need to, I need to procure a dev kit for myself. Uh, Macho Macho Macho, the real estate procrastinating game cat with the $2 tip says, I said it, Brian, crafting, and I got my wish. He said it, and he got his wish. Crafting. <laughs> uh, virtual, yeah, virtual Slayer cat with the Canadian $5 tip says, anyone hear any news on Ghost of Tabor for PSVR 2? Should come out in October, I think. Oh, man, so sorry. That got delayed forever ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not coming this year next year at all yep yeah yep sorry there's your news uh macho 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 real estate procrastinating game cap with the two dollar tip says no more pre-orders sorry devs it's been ruined <sighs> look at that somebody is practicing what they preach that's true that's true it has been ruined again yep uh maxwell Ritt with the two dollar tip says wait do we have actual gameplay now i can't find it um, if this pertains to Arizona Sunshine 2, no, we do not. Uh, we, we have a bunch of CG teasers and trailers and uh, like four screenshots that Vertigo sent out to for people to use these articles. There's oh, yeah. one GIF. Yeah. There's one GIF. It's like two or three seconds of gameplay. Yeah. For what it's worth, it looks cool. 
but yeah, it doesn't show much. Miles and I were making fun of it a little bit on Wednesday's show. If yeah, so we got a whole segment on it on Wednesday's show. So if you want to hear Miles and I talk about that, go check that out. I'm sure it's timestamped by Henry. Um, but we were making fun of it a little bit because the dude does look like he's kind of like popping in and out of cover. And I was like, they're fucking zombies. They're not they're not shooting right. back. <laughs> like yeah. what do you, what why do you need to be That's why do you need thought. a cover shooter for a zombie game? And so the only the only thought was that maybe there's like some other human survivors like in the last of us that you'd be yeah that's a that's a thought i had a minute ago when we were talking about how the dog's gonna die like i'm thinking maybe toward the end of the game we get some evil humans walking dead style where you go around a corner you hear the yelp right you think a zombie's got your, your buddy and you go around the corner and there's a asshole with a gun looking you right square between the eyes like that would be cool i'd be down for that i'd be down for that too Remember, Rob Yescom is writing this, so anything could happen. Bum, bum, bum. All right, bud. You ready to play some PSVR 20 questions and get this show on the road? Not at all, but I will do my best. Yeah, we got to do it, man. My throat has been like hurting since the beginning of the show. Like it's been, I've been forcing words out for the last hour and 40 minutes. So let's get this thing moving. Um, I picked out a game. You guys in the chat have 20, you guys, well, you guys in the chat can help Wes out. You get 20 yes or no questions in only six minutes to figure out what PSVR one or two game I am thinking of. On your mark. Get Des. Did AJ help you pick out this game, Brian? No. No, he didn't. Okay. Uh, is this game announced or released on PSVR 2? No. No. So PSVR 1 only. Um, is this game on any other VR platforms? Yes. Yes. So it's a cross-platform Gen 1 VR game. Um, is it playable flat? I believe so. I'm looking it up just to make sure. That is interesting. I'll give you a moment to look that up. No, it, I, yeah, it you can play it flat. You can play it flat. So it is an early hybrid game that's cross-platform, which means it was probably on PC as well. Uh, is it a flight sim? No, that's five. Okay. Um, is it a racing game? Nope. Not a racing game. Uh, does it uh, support move controllers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Does it support DualShock? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, of course it would support DualShock. It's a flat game. That was a throwaway. All right. Um, full locomotion? Yes. Locomotion move controller game. Is it a shooter? No, that's 10. Not a shooter. Is it from a known IP? Yes. Okay. Um, is it a Star Wars game? No. Not a Star Wars game. Did we talk about it today? No. Okay. Um... Not a shooter. We didn't talk about it today. It's also playable flat, but he wasn't quite sure about that. Um, it took me a second to remember, but yeah. And there's a reason for that, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, is 
was okay. Um, no, I probably shouldn't do that. Um, it's a puzzle game. Uh, there are puzzles. Hmm. Platformer? No, that's 15. No platforming. Damn, we're running out of questions quick here, ladies and gents. Big time. But but right, you've got a crazy amount of time left. <laughs> this never happens. All right. So it's it's got puzzles. It's not exactly a puzzle game. It's got puzzles. Playable flat. Full locomotion with move controller support. Uh, it's on other VR platforms as well. Um, hmm. No, I don't think it's Home Sweet Home. Is it a horror game, Brian? Yes. It is a horror game. Okay. It would be weird if he had to think about whether it was playable flat or not, because that's obviously playable flat. Um, well, we talked about Blair Witch today, so it couldn't be that. Um, maybe it is Home Sweet Home. That could be the Bloober team uh, developed this game, Brian. No, no, okay. Thank God it's not Blair Witch um, because I don't remember us talking about that today. Is uh, is the game based upon like uh, Asian folklore? No. You have so one more question and a guess. All right, so horror game that's playable on multiple platforms, full locomotion. Um, Based on an IP, like it could be uh, "Don't Knock Twice." I think I don't. I don't. I don't know the loc the controller support for that game, but that fits a few of the uh, criteria. It's not Layers of Fear because it didn't come from Bloober Team. Um, what other horror games besides "Don't Knock Twice" are there? People that kind of fit the. Uh, I mean, I guess Resident Evil. Is it from Capcom, Brian? Nope. All right. So yeah, it would either be. No, I mean it could be one of three. It could be. It could be. Uh, it could be The Exorcist. It could be Paranormal Activity. It could be. Um. Could be Don't Knock Twice. Could be Five Nights at Freddy's. So the key here, people, is the uh, the controllers. Like, do all these games support DualShock? Because I don't know. I played most of this stuff on uh, PC, so I'm not sure if it, you know, what the locomotion support is. How much time do we have, Brian? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. All right. Um, can I have three more questions? <laughs> you have. I'll give you uh, one more question. How about that? One more bonus question, no, want, and you have to guess. Uh, I, I won't. I won't cheat. I'll just guess. Um, <clears throat> um, really, you think it's FNAF? Five All right, seconds. Okay. 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 Five seconds. Uh, is it FNAF, Brian? Five Nights at Freddy's. Help on him. Coming out all the way back on August fourteenth of twenty seventeen. Initially only supported move controllers. Initially did not support the flat screen. Paranormal activity 
The Lost Soul. I had it. Eventually added DualShock controls. Eventually was playable flat screen, but not. See, that that's why. I, why? I, that's why I didn't go with the Paranormal Activity game because I didn't think that that was playable flat. That is playable flat. Yep. <laughs> Wow, I had no idea about that. Dude, thank God on the store page, the first sentence now says, now playable on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. VR no longer required. That's the first sentence. Because I was like, poof, that that almost, because I could not remember properly. So so kudos to you for knowing that, by the way, because that was literally the thing that eliminated that for me. I was going to go with that. And then at the very last second, when you said five seconds, I was like, oh, yeah, that game doesn't support flat, so it can't be that. <laughs> and uh, I trusted Looper, and Looper led me astray. Looper, I believe, was fault. the first person that I saw say Paranormal Activity, by the way. Just so, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it was overthought. Oh, uh, Looper the Underground GameCat with the uh, saying Paranormal Activity was the first 20 questions game ever. AJ and Dave got it in 14 questions. See? Wow, good on them. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I went a little too quickly, burned through my questions too fast. Um, well, yeah. always but a good time. It was, it, was a, it was a valiant effort. We did at least mention the correct thing before we guessed. So I'll, I'll call that a moral victory. When you, when you mentioned five games before selecting the wrong one, it's, it's hard to get it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's hard to yeah. not get a moral victory then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Great game, though, by the way. I really hope that this gets a PSVR 2 port because, uh, it, dude, it looked great on PSVR 1. It definitely could use a little revamp in the control side of things. Uh, but, man, it was scary. And the last time I played it wasn't that long ago, and it holds up. It's still really scary. And there's multiple things that you can just miss entirely in the game. Uh, and if you know what you're doing, you can find in an entire room that you couldn't, uh, that you wouldn't have found on your first run through. So very, very cool. Very, very cool. I agree. Okay. Good game. Solid game. Uh, I don't put it in the like top, top, top tier of horror games, but that's only a, a few games. Uh, I, this is definitely in that tier right underneath that. Um, it's a very good game. Agreed. Agreed. Um, before we head off, I want to make sure we give a shout out to uh, the gamer formerly known as Get In LOL, my belly, GameCat Wilkins, with the $50 tip. What I, I dude, I gotta copy and paste this pair. What is this pair doing? Notepad will tell us when we copy and paste a giant pair waving flags and turning around, making the buildings in front of him tremble. <laughs> Who writes these <laughs> descriptions? Probably AI doing a great job. Thank you so much, everybody, for your generosity tonight. And thank you, everybody, who supports the channel. Uh, Game uh, Sci-Fi GameCat Henry with his timestamps. Rypop for uploading this to podcast services of your choice. Everybody supports the channel financially uh, over on patreon.com slash without parole games. Uh, don't forget, you guys, you've got uh, an interview coming with the Foglands dude coming real soon. Uh, I'm also going to try to make that available for the same tier of the YouTube members. So thank you guys for being YouTube members. Thanks everybody who tips during the show. You're keeping the lights on. You're keeping the pizza coming. We appreciate you so very much. Uh, thank you to all the mods. Thank you to everybody who hangs out during the show, entertains us while we try to entertain you uh, and everybody who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Friday, Wes. Happy Friday, Brian. It's the weekend. Woohoo!